Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Everyday Attraction. This is Ray. And this is Heather. And welcome to our metaphysical porch as we as we lay back in our rocking chairs, sip a little bit of lemonade because it's still summertime. And talk about all things metaphysical, most specifically the leading edge of the law of attraction. We welcome you to our porch. We're so glad that you're here. And we call it a porch because we like to take what can be sometimes complex topics, sometimes challenging multi-level topics, and we just break them down to porch conversation so that you can take them into your life and make them meaningful and actually find that some of these beautiful laws can really help bring more joy, more love, more experience, and more presence into your life. So that's what we do every week, and we're so happy to have you here. Thank you for all the comments, and thank you for all the ratings on um, iTunes podcast. I can't thank you guys enough for supporting the show and um, helping to find a broader audience as we connect in with those vibing on this level. Woohoo! Um, woohoo! So, uh, and you know, I want to also highlight a couple of things. Uh, Stitcher, we're on Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. So woo-woo to all you Stitcher listeners, thank you. Um, you can find our show there. And Stitcher's great because you can listen in the car very easily and pull any one of our shows and actually string all of our shows together and create a little pseudo radio show. Um, you can also find all the Unity FM shows on Stitcher as well. So we love that. And we do love our Unity.FM family so very much. I also want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Send Out Cards. Uh, dot com forward slash attraction send out cards dot com forward slash attraction if you have a birthday card that you need to that, that that's coming up you need to send out you got some people you want to say thank you to you just want to keep that you know a lot of appreciation energy going and don't have the time to go to the store get the card and then god forbid go to the post office uh go to sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction you can create a personal card put some of those cool iphone photos that you take put it on the card it addresses it to them you can even get your own font did you know i have my own font heather (laughs) you have your own font i have my own font Send out cards is so cool. You can actually send in your handwriting and they will create a font for your writing. Oh my gosh. I know, right? And I have like the coolest font ever. And because <laughs> it's mine, <laughs> that's why it's cool. But you too can have your own font. So go to sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. And when you send a card, our show um, profits from that. So we thank you so much. So, Heather, how are you? Awesome. So did you know you have choices? (laughs) (laughs) I have so many choices. 
That's our theme for today. We're talking about choices and we're talking about spinning discs because, you know, as you all know, Heather and I are on the the sort of Abraham Glutton program, otherwise known as the Master Series, which I really would prefer <laughs> to Glutton. <laughs> we're in the Master Series, which means we get everything they say, everything they breathe in every town and every city that they go. And for those of you new to the show, we study very, very closely the teachings of Abraham, abraham-hicks.com, channeled by our beautiful Esther Hicks. So uh, we're on the Glutton program. We get all kinds of fabulous stuff and we're, we love to talk about the latest greatest uh, it's always fun to see what the leading edge teachers are saying on the on the edge of metaphysical knowing and this whole spinning disc thing has been coming up we've we've been through the vortex we've been through the grid and now we have the spinning disc so we'll be talking more about that today as well because um cool. it's good it's just good information it's good kind of rules of engagement um but the thing about choices is something that's been coming up uh, a lot for me in that, you know, when you're mindful of what's going on and you're realizing that you're in a thought pattern, a momentum that's not serving you, choosing again, I think can be the single most important piece of knowledge you can have about law of attraction. There, I said Mm -hmm. it. You know what I mean? That moment where you go, I have a choice to continue down this rabbit hole to which there is no bottom. Or I can choose to flip it. I can choose to see it in a new direction. Or, squirrel, I can change the subject altogether mm-hmm. and go into another direction, you know? Oh, so powerful. So powerful to know that in the moment. And then to and there's the, relief. Know? There's yes. relief. Like both of us took a sigh, like a deeper breath. Because you're never stuck. You're always at choice. You're always at choice. And you can always choose again. So there's never really a wrong answer because you can always choose again. That whole thing, you never get it done because, you know, there's always more. There's always more. And I and I think that that's such an important tool in our metaphysical tool belt, you know, mm-hmm. as we sort of figure out how to use these laws in, in, a, in a, a much more munchable way on the day-to-day business. Um, because I, I, I think that this idea of momentum where, you know, you have certain stories around things in your life, whatever the momentum is around money or relationships or health issues. And sometimes it's hard to remember you have choice because the momentum around that subject just feels like it's so compelling. Yeah. You know, it's like, how do you stop telling the story when you've got it going 100 miles an hour? That is kind of a trick. What do you do? What do you do to just stop in your tracks or at least slow it down? Because maybe, you know, stopping a train at 100 miles an hour is not possible. But how can we slow the train down when you're in a topic, immersed in a topic that's not serving you? What do you do? Did you have any tricks of the trade there? That's so funny you're talking about that because we were, I was talking about that this morning with someone else. And um, <clears throat> I was channeling this morning, actually. And we were talking about just allowing ourselves to start to feel better in like a little bit. So usually for me, like Abraham talks about too, is going general because when the train's going 100 miles an hour in a direction I don't like (laughs) or doesn't feel good, it is hard to stop. So I have to distract myself and just take a deep breath and just shift on to something that feels better. And it's just, it's so um, easy to do, but yet you have to choose it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in that moment. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Well, it feels like there's two steps in this. And this is something actually I 
I learned, I think in the law of attraction club when I was more involved in that and that they talked about, first of all, taking that thought form and separating it from yourself, seeing that it has its own life, its own energy, you know, the story. And he did this to her and she did that. And it has like its own life. It's like a ball of, it is a spinning disc in and of itself. It's a ball of energy. And so this idea of separating it from yourself, do you remember that process where it was like, okay, I'm stepping back and I'm seeing that this is a dialogue that is not me. I'm participating in it by choice, even though it doesn't feel like choice sometimes. And I'm going to separate itself and I'm actually going to give it some color and texture. Maybe I'm going to walk around it because I'm going to see that it doesn't have me. There's no kind of tentacles coming into me. It's its own energy outside of me. And and then I love this idea of being able to let it go, like drop it. Mm-hmm. And, and actually like maybe take a pencil or a plate, depending on how big this issue is. <laughs> And just drop it. Just physically drop something because I think the experience of dropping something can be a way in for us to to sort of let something go. You know, that practice. It's so interesting. I'm just realizing what I do. I do the exact opposite. So instead of looking at it as it's separate and then dropping it, I actually pull myself out of it and back away from it and and move in the other direction. Well, I think that's what I'm saying. It's almost it's, the it, same it, thing. Yeah, but you kind of... But it's different. You just sort of see that there's there's two of you here. There is mm-hmm. your your higher knowing, your presence, your truth, capital T. And then there's the smaller truth, the little T, that has a lot of egoic energy. You know, a lot of he said, she said, and this is what happened to me. A lot of story energy. And I, I think part of a, a metaphysical practice in general is to recognize that there are different dialogues and therefore realities going on in, in one's mind. And, uh, and to, and to be mindful, there's that word again of that and to separate that idea of separating oneself from a thought form, a momentum, a story can be just so, it's such a relief. It like gives you back a little bit of freedom, you know, it's so powerful. And I, I really invite people to think about things that they learned as a child. And cause I have this great story about, I think I told you when I was a kid, I just remember my mom telling me. I was always going to be heavy like her, and I was always going to have her thighs and her this, that, and the other thing. And so my whole life, I believed I was going to be heavy because my mom told me I had. And about a few months ago, <clears throat> after she passed away, I'd lost some a bunch of weight. And I realized then that my, my grandmother, her my mother's mother, was always thin her whole life. And never once in my childhood did I ever question my mom and say, well, your mom's thin, you know, like I never thought it through. Right, right. right. And so now I realize, well, I had a choice. I could be like my mom or I could be like my grandma or I could be like my grandma's grandma or I could be like anybody I wanted to be like. (laughs) Yeah, right. Isn't that interesting? We sort of have these things handed down to us as if they were fact. And we know that fact is really very subjective, you know, Mm -hmm. no matter what it is. It's still perception. It's still perception. And that perception is something that's liquid. It is not set in stone. It is, you know, changeable, formable. And, you know, getting back that creative control, you know, at first it's a little discombobulating because you don't know, well, who am I without that? You know, the Byron Katie idea, who am I without that thought? Mm-hmm. Who am I without that perception? That's actually really interesting to ask yourself. Who am I without my perception of lack? Who am I without my debt? 
Who am I without my body issues? Who am I mean, it's really fun to ask that question, but then allow the universe to kind of pop in some imaginative uh, ideas of who you really are outside of those stories, you know, and, and begin to claim that everything in your life at some level is a choice and a perception. And that that doesn't mean that you don't have uh, ways to 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 spin it again. You know, yeah. spin doctors. Well, I just, oh, remember spin doctors? I mean, I love that. Remember the spin doctors in the 80s are totally dating ourselves. <laughs> oh, the music? The music? Yeah, the spin oh, doctors. Yeah. I love them. We need to be metaphysical spin doctors. <laughs> well, it's so funny when you're asking these questions, who am I without this, who I'm without, and I'm listening to you and I'm answering and I'm feeling myself rise up, just like Abraham talks about the cork and then feeling being pushed under the water and then letting go and rising up and floating on the surface. I felt myself rising up and floating on the surface when you were asking that, you know, who am I without this, without that? It's like, whoo, I'm, I'm floating. Yeah, That's you're let go of all those chains, <laughs> all those chains of, uh, chains of perception that can, you know, bog one down because, uh, and of course, if, if something gives you joy, then you want to keep it and hold it and this is who I am. But if something isn't bringing you that joy, um, there is an opportunity to cut the cords. And I know that there's a lot of processes out there. Our friend, Reverend Julie Renee has a process um, in her, on her website. Oh, I'm blanking on her website. I think you go to reverendjulierene.com. She has a great one about cutting the cords to things, mm-hmm. you know, like the f- cutting of cords yeah. um, to old perceptions. But there's a lot. I mean, whatever rings your bell on that. But find a way to separate yourself from those thought forms that don't serve you and then decide how you want to let them, let them go. Uh, I love that uh, that Abraham is giving us more and more sort of inside knowledge on the laws of the universe and how the game is played. Um, and I, I think that it, it's interesting that the process that I'm hearing from the workshops, it's becoming more refined, you know, mm-hmm. it's almost becoming simpler than it ever has before. I mean, I, we've been both following them for many, many years and there used to be like all these processes and step one, step two, step three. Mm-hmm. And now it's almost like they're just saying, Hey, choose again, <laughs> you know? You know, choose again, choose again and decide that, you know, that is you have permission to choose again. That was coming up for me just this last week is like this idea that I even have the ability to choose again. And it's okay that I'm not going to go into denial or that something's going to bite me if I close down the pipe. They've been talking about pipes too. Mm -hmm. This idea that certain thought forms have pipes laid down. And we have this idea that we have to go in there and clean the pipes, you know, get rid of limiting beliefs and how many of us have spent thousands of dollars on workshops to get rid of our limiting beliefs. And, you know, and they were saying, just close down the pipe, it'll clog itself and not have any momentum and go set new pipes where water can flow and momentum can happen. This idea of setting new pipes is really intriguing to me setting new thought forms. Um, I, I really these these metaphors help me. Do they help you? Yes. <laughs> you know, it's just this idea of um, and there's unlimited pipes. See, too, there's not like a limitation. You can't like have to use your old pipes because there's only so many, and right. you must use yours. Um, it's there's unlimited ways to cast a new thinking and a new way of perceiving, and and that is when things get exciting. So before the break, we want to play a little bit from a recent workshop, and again, we encourage you to go to Abraham-Hicks.com and buy everything they've ever put out because they're so awesome. And we're going to share with you a little tidbit, a little morsel appetizer of a recent workshop in Cancun where they did their land cruise that they call. 
And again, we're going to join uh, right into the workshop. Uh, someone's in the hot seat wanting to ask about choices. So let's give a little listen and uh, here we go. It's my birthday. Happy birthday! Thank you. You made my day. You make our day every day. Oh, thank you. I love you guys. I love all of you. Thank you. It's so awesome. I know I have choices. My life is so amazing. There are some things that I do that I'm so in the vortex. It feels like communion when I'm painting. And I discovered that because of you. Because I never would have gone down the road without facing the unlimited thing. You would have found the way because you are determined to find it and because it's who you are. And we're happy that we're part of your path, but things are always working out for you. Including job. Yeah. I don't yet have the access to details and it frustrates me. I, I'm reaching for it. And we're gonna stay off that subject. See, that's the important thing. If something that feels really important keeps showing up here, then leave it alone for a while. Isn't that important to know? Yeah. It's not the importance of the subject. It's the placement of it on the emotional scale. So it seems important because it's job or because it's income. We know it seems important. But if you will get things in proper perspective, what can I think about that's here? What can I think about that's here? What can I think about that's here? Well, I need to think about my job, but it's here. Well, then I shouldn't be thinking about it. What can I think about that's here? What can I think about here? What can I think about here? Well, I need to think about my relationship, but it's here. Well, then don't think about it. In other words, just keep picking the things that are here until you get that momentum going and then every subject will get on the wheel and be like that. You're listening to Everyday Attraction. We'll be right back after the break. More delicious choices here on Unity Online Radio. When listeners like you contribute to the Unity Online Radio Network, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer or positive intention can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern 
Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Turn to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. going to step there. I love that. <laughs> I'm just visualizing her with, I'm guessing they're just, she's got her hand like different levels of vibration or something. Yes, like if, high, you're some, if you're feeling low and you're feeling high, that's what my interpretation is. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying that. So they're, you know, they were, they were saying if, you know, if something's here, low, low, something's here, something here, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. If something here, but, but this is important. And this is, well, it's not really about the importance of the subject, but where it is on the emotional scale. I heard mm-hmm. that in a way that was really cl- clearer than I'd ever heard it before. You know, it's not about the topic, but where the topic is falling on the emotional scale. Yeah. And, and that really is the only criteria to which one should say, I'm going to let this go or I'm going to think about it some more. It is only about where it is on the emotional scale, not about whether or not it's one, two or three on your list of things to do. You know, um, that is a different way of, of viewing, you know, how you should be tending to certain subjects. Because, you know, the, the, I think the misconception is if it has to do with money or relationships or health, you better be focused on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are feeling low and, and, you know, off the, out of the vortex, as they say, on all three subjects, then you better find something else to think about. Right. Because you know? it's what, it's basically how we're feeling the majority of the time. So if we're thinking about subjects that don't feel good the majority of the time, then we're going to attract those things. I always think about it like the 5149. If 51% of the time I'm thinking about low vibrational things, I'm going to attract low vibrational. But if 
51% of the time I'm thinking about what feels good, I'm going to attract more of that. And everything else will benefit from it, even the stuff that was vibing low. So I think that's the scientific part or the, the sort of physics part that I find really interesting is that when the ocean is floating, when, when the ocean is deeper, everything floats higher, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're able to infuse and think about what is working, what is working, what is working, what is working, you're going to get onto that higher vibrating disc or that spinning disc of reality because everything is only energy and movement. So you're going to move to a higher disc and then by law, everything else in your life has to join you. Everything else in your life has to come up to that level. Boy, talk about technology, right? That is a metaphysical technology that is really good to know because it's so much less work to focus on something that's working, raise your vibration and then let the laws and the universe and the fairies of the universe, however you want to do it, bring all your other stuff up to that level, your relationship, your money issues, your health issues, where I think that the false premise is, oh no, this is a health issue. Mm-hmm. I got to go in there and excavate. I got to go deep. I got to figure out what's wrong. I got to figure out how I If I got to, if I want to get healthy, I need to start focusing on this health stuff. Right. Exclusively. And I got to mm-hmm. talk about it all day long, even though it's not working, it's not working. So you can see the conundrum that we get into is that if you can't pull yourself out of that momentum, then you're just facing a reflective pool of more and more and more and more and more. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I love that idea of, of maybe even step one is just, you know, just taking a breath, stepping back and saying, you know, thank you, Jerry, things always work out for me. I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know when but things always work out for me. It's almost mm-hmm. like a, I, I, I've been using that a lot as sort of a stopgap for the momentum. It sort of, it just slows everything down because when you get to that sort of generalized place, the energy is naturally higher, you know? Yeah. It's, you know, this kind of, and, and there is, um, you know, this idea of staying off the subject is really a tricky one. And I know that you deal with this a lot with your clients because people come to you with issues, and they, I would imagine, want to stay on the subject. Right. And so they come to you with an issue, wonderful Heather. <laughs> that they want to talk about. <laughs> and all you want to do is talk about something else, which I would imagine might get them a little pissy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so understanding the law at a deeper level helps us understand why we want to get off the subject. If indeed the universe is one big reflective pool and it can only reflect back to you that where you are, you know, the waitress in the sky is saying, okay, more of that, more of that. It's nothing personal, you know, but leaving it alone in the midst of momentum is a muscle that one must build. That is not, you know, easy on day one. Say that again, leaving, leaving what, leaving the subject alone that's not feeling good is yeah. the muscle? It's, it's yeah. like being able to just leave Walk it away. alone and not bring it up every time you pick up the phone or every time you write an email or every time someone says, how are you? And you go, oh, <laughs> you must be asking about the subject I should be leaving alone because you asked, how am I? <laughs> you know, it is that that I feel is, is sort of a metaphysical muscle. If we understand the law, we're motivated to say, mm, not going to talk about it. Well, and I think, you know, some of it is our, the ego, you know, do we want to be right? We have this in, we have this innate desire to be right. 
or do we want to feel good? And if sometimes they're not, you know, together, like you can either say blah, 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 and I was right about this because blah, 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 but it doesn't always feel good. So I would always choose, I would recommend now choosing what feels good over trying to be right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and let's admit it, there is some good feeling that happens when you share a story, right? Mm-hmm. There's some sort of mediocrity of communicative communication. There's some sort of connection. You're saying a story that's, that's not, uh, yeah, that's a not, not good story. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, not working story. Yeah, okay. I think, like, like there's, it's compelling. There's something compelling about, you know, someone says, how, how are you? And you go, oh, let me tell you. Um, there is a little bit of relief in that. And so I want to, I want to, you know, admit that that's true. Otherwise people wouldn't do it. If it felt, you know, if it really felt bad, they wouldn't do it. But there's some little bit, but the payoff of that momentary relief is so not worth the overall quote unquote, you know, energy damage that you're doing, um, in order to change the circumstance. If your intention is to change the circumstance, you have to give up on that momentary relief of sharing a story that's not working. You know what I mean? You have to. Yeah, unless you, know. unless I, okay, so here's the story that I like. This is what was happening. And then this thing came along and everything shifted and the skies opened up and Angel started to sing. Like, I love the story where there's a change from the not feeling good to the feeling good. Yeah. As, as long as we're adding that part to it. Yes. And as long as the here's the hole I dug for myself that I then crawled out of. Yeah. Um, is it more? <laughs> is, not the majority of the energy put there. Well, is it more than 17 seconds? Because that's the information we're getting from Abraham is that, you know, you focus on something for as little as 17 seconds and you've begun to change the energy that is then creating in a manifested fashion that which you're focused on. It doesn't take much time to begin good or bad or quote unquote, good or bad, positive or negative to um, start to, to engage in manifestation, to engage in co-creation. And, and Esther has been laughing that she's giving herself 16 seconds, <laughs> one second before she actually starts to mess with manifestation energy, <laughs> you know what I mean? To, to, to get it out, uh, get it off her chest, so to speak, to get it out of her system. But I mean, well, that's, that's know. a practice. Cause I was thinking, well, what if it's a minute of the backstory and five minutes of the right but you see how you've slowed down you've slowed down your momentum though by doing that it's definitely a choice i mean and again none of this is the sense that you can't get out of it you can but we're trying to fine-tune the technology we want to use the sort of latest algorithm that's going to get us the, the you know that which we want and and what's interesting is spending any more time than that is yeah. going to slow down your ability to turn around the momentum. And it's just good to know. You know, you don't well, be, we all you have know. timers on our um, smartphones. <laughs> yeah, right. So we can set it on the 17 second, you or know. 16, right before it begins to <laughs> 18 if you're focusing on what is working and 16 and if you're focusing on what's not because you don't want to go over the middle line. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that with my kids. Yeah. If they're going to whine and complain, they have a time limit. Yeah. Don't you love that? Because you want to be authentic. You got to know where you are. But, you know, even authenticity is a story you're telling. I mean, Mm -hmm. truly, unless you're telling about a high who you really are, which is pure positive energy. Yeah. Unless you're telling anything other than that, it's basically a story, even though it's true. You know, that whole thing. And Esther talks about that so much. She's always like, listen, Abraham, it's true. Well, everything is true because people focused on it and gave it 
story and gave it validity. You birthed it. That doesn't mean that you can't other you can't choose another true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, then again, it, it requires that that retooling. Um, but but I, what I really got from that little segment of that lovely woman in the hot seat was everything will come into line if you focus the majority of your time on what is working and what feels good. So in a way you are feeding those important things, the relationship, the money issues, the health issues, you are working on changing those, but you're using this leading edge technology that says in order to affect all those things, I, and if those are in a low vibing place, I have to focus on what's working exclusively so that then those other things can rise up and meet me. Then the science comes and the momentum is actually working for us. I love this idea that if I focus on what feels good and what's working, that the universe is going to go out and fix my money problems, is going to fix my relationship yeah. issues, is going to fix my health issues. I mean, don't you love that? Because then there's like, it's like this effortlessness where I just get to greet. I get to say yes to because um, as we talk about a lot on the show, the question does not hang out in the same vibration as the answer. We know this. So what we what we know is that the question, when you ask a question, in the vibration of the question is, I don't have the answer. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a question, right? So the energy of the question is always hanging out in a different ballpark or spinning disc than the answer. It's just the mm-hmm. nature of questions. Mm-hmm. But if you live in the question, why isn't it here? How come this is happening? When you live in the question, you're never going to get the answer. So this idea of stopping the momentum of the question, which oftentimes when things aren't happening in the way that we want, you know, if we have a money issue, why, what can I do? I mean, you live in the question of lack. You're never going to get there from there. You know, so there is this sort of letting go of the question using your faculty of imagination to hang out in the possibility of the solution, i.e. having it. What would it feel like to have the answer? What would it feel like to be without a question? What would it feel like to have what I want? Who would I be with this thing rather than with that, as we talked about before? Mm -hmm. And you begin to hang out in that energy and then the answer can come because you're no longer living the question. And so what happens is when we focus on that, which feels good, we begin to focus out in the ballpark where all that we want hangs out Yeah, on every subject. So act as if, act as if everything's already handled and you have what you want. Yes. Or feel as if. Even feel if, as if. Yeah. To feel as if, which, you know, again, requires a real commitment on our um, a level of imagination are we using our faculty of imagination which unity talks about i love so much they talk about the 12 powers and one of those is the faculty of imagination and are you using you know the practical tool of visioning and imagining on a daily basis um that which you're wanting but what's so fun is that when when you focus on things that are working well in your life and didn't you love how they mentioned no matter where you are, no matter what's happening, there's always something good going on in your life, you know, no matter mm-hmm. how, how quote unquote low you think you're going. Um, if you're focusing on that, you're living in the realm of questions answered because you have it. It's working. It's done. You're not living, you know, and then w- through this sort of idea of a vibration, all the answers come in. 
not just the one that you're already focused on that's already here. Um, there is this, this sort of uh, energy that comes in and says, you're already feeling fulfilled. So let us reflect to you the experience of fulfillment on every level of your life. <sighs> you know, so mm. you just have one job, which, which is what I mean by them just getting so clear on it's getting simpler and simpler, you know, as to what your work is and what you're, what you're here to do. So pick a new story, use that as the way that you, you know, your go-to story whenever things start to get a little wonky. Um, you know, so that's one of the practices that they've been talking a lot about. Well, you just gave me an idea that I'm going to use for myself. So we, you know, we've always talked about journaling and, um, it's always good to, to do things right when we wake up and right before we go to bed, because those are the times we're most suggestible. And I am going to get, write myself a list of questions, two or three or four questions, because I don't like to journal. I like to feel and I'm going to ask myself right when I wake up and right before I go to bed, what's what's working, what feels good to think about, what, you know, just a couple questions. Yeah. And then just answer them and just savor in that moment for, you know, 17 seconds. Yeah. So if I ask myself three questions, that takes, what? Yeah, right? <laughs> Four questions, 68 <laughs> seconds, one minute in the morning and one minute in the evening. Who can't do that? Everybody. You're, yeah. You're power manifesting. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we got to take it. it just feels so good. It does. And it does feel doable. I love how you broke that down where that feels doable. I can do that. It's not an hour long workout at the gym. I really like that. Uh, we have to take a quick break. We thank you so much for listening. And we love our unity.fm family. So we're going to take a quick break. A couple announcements from Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world, which we know you are. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. 
Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. listening to everyday attraction where the law of attraction gets real to learn more become a fan of our facebook page search for everyday attraction or email us at everydayattraction@unity.fm your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed welcome back on the break you're listening to heather and ray here on unity online radio and uh, we so love this channel and appreciate all the teachers that are here. Today we're talking really about uh, reminding ourselves that we do have choices in our thoughts and that we want to take back our power of choice. If you have given it away, this is the day you're going to take back. <laughs> take back your ability to choose. And also to recognize, um, as we heard in the earlier Abraham tracks that we listened to, that you don't have to fix every subject in your life. You just need to focus on one that's working. Get your vibration high flying in the joy, in the truth, in the knowing. And then um, because it is a vibrational universe, you're going to find that all those other things are going to float higher. You know? And just as a reminder, it doesn't have to be huge. It could be... I woke up and got out of bed today. That is working. That is I am working. breathing. This is a wonderful, beautiful thing. You know, I, I love those big general well-being stuff is working for me. I, I tell you, if you really enter in a tailspin about an email you got or somebody said something or, you know, sometimes when you're in the midst of that whole stuff, I love those big general things are always working out for me. Like, wow, the sun came up and I don't remember having anything to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> or the food is growing and, you know, there's plenty of oxygen. I'm not like storing up oxygen to breathe later. Um, we're spinning on a planet that's in perfect proximity to all the other planets so that we're all not colliding with each other. <laughs> you know, There is this real stepping way back and seeing that truly uh, we are, are in a, a beautiful place of being held beyond our own knowledge of sort of day to day, get through uh, the day practices. And I think having three or four of those in your pocket are so valuable, you know? Yeah. So and for me, I'm, I'm simpler than you. I just look at this blue sky and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is gorgeous. The blue is expansive and beautiful. And just taking a couple deep breaths, I'm like, oh, it feels so good to breathe. It's just so basic sometimes. It is. And I, and I want to highlight that the power of nature is so big that way because the trees don't worry right? They, <laughs> they don't participate. And I can just have a real, I mean, this is going to sound goofy and I do live, you know, in the San Francisco Bay area. So I get to be hippie. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I'm just a big tree, <laughs> tree hugger. You know, I love the energy of trees and especially the trees that have been around for a while. 
um, and the fact that they don't worry or toil or fear, uh, and just really vibing off that energy of their well-being and their knowing, it can really shift you. I mean, I remember when, you know, when my son was a baby and he would just be crying unconsolably and I would just walk outside and just the shift of the air yeah. and the energy would really kind of move it to a new place. Um, and, and the power of just even a small patch of of nature even if you live in the city and uh, there's there's patches of nature that we can go vibe into and and use that as a way to realign you know that is working the trees are working um you know there's one tree working (laughs) (laughs) that's all you need to know you're so cute you're telling these stories and i'm envisioning this tree going oh i wonder if there's enough soil here for me to grow my roots down i wonder where the next bit of water is going to be coming from and when it's showing up and how am I going to pay? Like how am I going to pay my Amex bill? <laughs> <laughs> it's Not just, it's crazy, right? It just does it doesn't happen. So, um, but but I think what's interesting is when when I ask students in in class, you know, I'll say, "Well, tell me what's working for you," and they'll really struggle to think of something, you know. And I'll but I'll ask them what's not going well, and oh, here we go. Colors, textures, times, dates, people's names. We got it. We're going to tell you what's not working. But you say, what is working? And they go, well, oh, give me a second. I'll think of uh, my kids. My kids are great. You know what I'm saying? It's like, wow, if we would flip that and actually have way more details and energy and color about what is working, um, how things uh, and that level of, of appreciation that we talk about, you know, the ability to not be grateful I want, can we talk about that a little bit? Kinda, yes, please. It kind of gets under my, my um, what do they call that? The craw? <laughs> Vibrational craw? Stuck in my base because people like going, well, here's what I'm grateful for. And I went, which is fine. That's fine. But we really want to discern the difference between gratitude and appreciation. Oh, and then this is a gift from Abraham, straight yes, out of the Abraham's is. mouth. Years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it has made such a difference to me. But I see oftentimes how people slip back to gratitude. So here's the thing with gratitude, and you can watch it. Now, not, again, words are slippery. Doesn't all, this is not 100% of the time because some people can say the word gratitude and they're fully in the energy of appreciation. Right. Um, so this is not a, you know, a foolproof examination. But most of the time when people are talking about grateful, they're talking about the whole, the thing that happened that was not good, that they got through, and now... They're looking back on that thing that didn't go well and they got through as a relief and then they call that gratitude, right? So you see there's there's kind of a tangled web there where appreciation has, in the true form that we're talking about, has this energy of, oh, this is amazing. This is amazing. This is amazing. I didn't do anything to earn it. I didn't have to go through a bad thing in order for it to go away, in order for me to be grateful. It just is. This this has a pure, higher vibrating energy, you know. And um, I find that sometimes it's it's difficult to um, to describe that to everyone because it feels like gratitude and appreciation are the same thing. You know? Yeah, the w- and the way I think of it too is also um, that sometimes when we say we're grateful for something, it's like we um, we weren't we weren't a part of it. Like something happened. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And like we're not co-creating. Whereas appreciation, we're co-creating. We're asking for it, and we're appreciating it. Yeah. So yeah. we're we're 
involved with it. We're part of it. Yeah, it definitely has a different energy field. Most importantly, in, in my experience, though, appreciation usually doesn't come with the, a story of and and what we were talking about earlier is if you spend more than 17 seconds in the story in a way of getting to the appreciate getting to the gratitude which is all fine and wonderful you almost kind of level out the positive nature of the gratitude do you know because if you have to tell a horrible story of what happened to you in order that you got through in order for you now to tell the wonderful story of gratitude a lot of times people will walk away and they will only remember the horrific things they heard, mm. not the fact that you got through them. Yeah. You know, it's... And they'll feel saddened. They'll feel lower, like a lower level vibration, not a high vibration of of appreciation or joy or love. Yeah. It's very, mm-hmm. it's very tricky. And it's, a, it's, it's again, a level of mindfulness where... You, you're watching yourself tell a story. And, and this is that practice where we really watch our own energy um, dip or go high or low. And, and you can really see as you start to tell certain stories, even if you've gotten through them, even if they aren't, you know, they're not grieve, you're not grieving about them and, and they're not like in your face. When you go back to the past to tell that story, watch yourself. Be mindful that if it's taking you down, you might want to find another way of being able to describe your journey. Mm. Um, There's a couple of teachers that I know who have gotten through some really horrific stuff, and I'm fans of their work. But whenever they start to go into the story to justify how great they are now, I just cringe. It's like, oh, here we go again. You know? Yeah. Oh, God. Well, and then it makes us feel like we have to go through some horrendous thing (laughs) in order to to have, you know, a beautiful life. It's like, well, no, you don't have to go through anything bad if you don't want to. (laughs) Not not that it's bad to go through something, but if you didn't, you don't have to. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting how that we're really working the law here. We're really trying to fine tune how we're interacting with these laws and um and it's not uh, it's black and white and there's a little bit of like well who am i and how am i positioning myself in this story and am i telling it from a detached emotional space where it just kind of flowers the story everyone loves a good story but it doesn't bring everyone down so yeah you know Let's go back to the workshop. We're going to listen a little bit more uh, to a recent Abraham Hicks workshop where they're sharing this concept of, of choices, of having choices, of choosing again, and of remembering that when we participate in high vibration, our whole lives uh, get to actually benefit from that. So let's go back and listen a little bit more. Oh, my gosh. So I build new pipes altogether. Thank you, that was very satisfying. I so love you. Well, you're brilliant. You figured it out. In other words, it's pretty obvious. What do you see in my painting vortex? Doesn't matter. Okay. Doesn't matter. Because you're using us. It's all right, but you're using us. Yeah, I am. You're using us to present something to you that you can then observe that will take you here. Exactly, you read me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, duh. Yeah. 
doesn't matter what we see, it only matters what you see. And I can have anything regardless of the past. Yeah. But when you introduce the word past, it limits the probability of it happening soon. Because just saying past and what you meant by it caused you to pick a different disc. So you're going to get better and better at saying fewer of the things that activate. Now, you can say past, but past usually starts momentum. Because you usually had a subject in your mind when you said it. Right. Say. But there are things from the past that are here. Yes. Choose those. Okay. For a long time, Esther was just choosing things that were true as her criteria to focus. It's true. Yeah, but it's down here. I, I know, Abram, but it's true. Yeah, but it's down here. But it's true, you silly ghost. It's true. Yeah, but it's down here. It's down here. We would use different criteria. So anything in the vortex is the criteria or anything that makes you feel good, that makes me feel good. Yeah, that's what you're reaching for. Wanting to feel good. Today, no matter where I'm going, no matter what I'm doing, it is my dominant intent to find those things that I want to see, that I want to feel. No matter who I'm talking with, no matter what, no matter what, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that on every subject, that on every subject. Past, present, future, that. And if I can't find that, then I'm looking for that. And if I can't find that, I'm looking for that. But I'm looking for the best feeling that I can find. And it's good enough, whatever it is. But since I'm making the choice, I'm going to make the choice that feels the best from where I stand. The word I like, that I really like, that I really love, that really is speaking to me here now, is extraordinary. And all I... You know what our favorite word is? No. Realize. 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 It's our favorite word because your vortex is here full of all that you want. And when you practice a good feeling thought and a good feeling thought and a good feeling thought, here, there, here, there, here, there, there, then you will realize what's in your vortex. Oh, I never and it will. I just got to stop there. Realize. <laughs> it's my new favorite realize. word. Realize. 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 Realize that, that it is here. That it is here. And extraordinary is here if you realize it. You know, I, I just love mm-hmm. that um, that little that little morsel right there. Really packed a wallop, um, you know, where the, this idea of of using the past and realizing that the past, if it's high vibing, if a past story is high vibing, use it, use it, milk it, milk it, milk it. If a past is not a, a high vibing story, you can see how it can slow down your future wanted oh yeah and and i just have to say there's examples of how i think source works with us in that because there's so many times where people go through trauma in their life and they say i don't really remember that part of my life it's kind of like that part didn't really happen Mm, you know because we black it out or whatever and it's like yeah that wasn't that wasn't on uh, accidental that's because why do you want to focus on that <laughs> right right it's not, yes exactly and and how we look at the past and how we talk about the past is so it's it's so revealing um in, in our own realization here we go of, of where we are and and how our potential is like are we do we still have you know some some ties that bind us in how we talk about our past especially if we're really connected to 
you know, talking about any kind of victimization story. Um, yeah. And how we identify ourselves um, with that story. Not to say that I'm not, we're not passing judgment here. There's nothing wrong with that. And that is a perfectly legitimate life choice to go through. But if you, if you're really on the leading edge here and you want to understand the fine tuning of this leading edge technology, you got to know that's not going to serve you. It's not going to serve you if you really want to, to see some movement. Um, So I just love uh, just realizing, watching our bodies when we start to talk about the past, watching your emotional body, your physical body, and and it'll tell you whether or not, uh, 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 please stop. You're torturing me. And even when we listen to other people and how we feel when we're listening to other people. I mean, I have, you know, your my brother, he loves to talk about the past. We lived the same life, the same parents, the same stories. He talks about it all the time and I just feel myself pulling away and like thinking about what I have to do next or I need to go or something. Yeah, really. Just, Squirrel. Just, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah yes. Like, okay, why are we going there? It doesn't feel good to me. So what does feel good? Oh, this other thing I'm doing after I leave here feels better. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So again, we have to shift the criteria to why, you know, what we're choosing all the way back as we end the show today, how we're choosing um, where we're focused and that we are always choosing our focus, whether it's by default or by actually making uh, a real focused choice to, to move uh, to a different subject. Our criteria is how it feels, how it feels because if everything is vibration, you want to get on that high vibing disc so you can magnetically attract all those things that are already here for you. They just haven't revealed themselves and you haven't had the realization of their reveal. The big reveal is always waiting for you. Always waiting for you. Heather, we've come to the end of our hour. How fast was that? So fast. It's so, I was just thinking how simple this is and yet how difficult we make it. And I'm just so happy to spend this hour with you and all of, all of us that are part of this, you know, it's just such, um, it, I appreciate this opportunity to really make our choices. Yes. And, and realize who we really are on a daily basis, a weekly basis that we can live the mm. life we've come here to live. And I thank you so much. If you'd like to have a one-on-one session with Heather, I really recommend that you step out and just give this to yourself. Go to Reset Your Mindset, ResetYourMindset.net and, and hook up with her there. And, and she has some wonderful processes and things to, to work with you to really uh, manifest in a way that, that has no more waiting, no more waiting. Mm. And we'll be announcing some exciting opportunities to engage us both here in, um, in the fall. We've got some things brewing. We'd like to reach out to you and, and have opportunities to co-create together. So thank you, Heather. Have a wonderful week. Thanks, Ray. Everybody have a great week. And we thank our unity.fm family. And we love this station so much. And we reach out and send love to you all. And don't forget to support our sponsor, sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. See y'all next time. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. 
Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is a part of the Align Radio Network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. Thank you.